Well, hello, this is Kimberly Brock, and for over 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. So now I'm on a mission to help other new business owners, just like you, make money doing what you love too. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, this is Kimberly. It's episode 139, and I am so glad that you are here today because I'm talking to you about you assuming the single reason for other businesses' success. Are you hearing me on this? So many new business owners assume why other businesses are successful. And today I want to squash that and help prevent you from doing that because it can be dangerous, you and your business. If you're new here, I'm so glad that you found this podcast. Each week, I provide you with valuable tips and strategies for starting and building a business, doing what you love. And the first thing you need to do since you're new is subscribe to this podcast. You, you're you in Apple Podcasts, you can hit the little plus button, or maybe you're in another player like Pandora, Audible, iHeartRadio. I've seen that one come in lately. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And then I'm personally inviting you right now to my private Facebook group. It's called Women Starting Businesses, Doing What We Love, and it's the place you need to be to get plugged in with other new business owners like you who are building their businesses. Everyone is so supportive. The women are amazing, and we would love to welcome you in. There's no riffraff yet. Hopefully there won't ever be, but there's no riffraff, and we just would love to have you in there. Make sure you do that and scroll down below. Because I have some free goodies for new business owners and those of you that are dreaming of starting a business. For example, I have a guide that'll help work through business ideas for you. I have a 16-step checklist for how to start your business. And I have a new training for all of you new business owners, or maybe you're just about to launch. You want to get your first 50 true fans, then get my free video training below. I just released it and I know it can help you. So I'm so glad you're here. And if you are a loyal listener, I want to thank you all so much for all the awesome reviews. And I just appreciate it so much. Y'all are amazing. And I just have a favor. If you're ever in a Facebook group or you're talking to people and you know that they're thinking of starting a business or they have just started theirs, will you recommend this podcast and tell them about the She's Just Getting Started podcast? I know it can help them. And you're doing them a favor by sharing it with them. And I just would appreciate that so much to help get the word out and spread it to even more people who need this type of help. Okay, that's it. On to the episode. Well, hello, everyone. How are you? What is shaking? What is going on with your business? I'm so excited to hear. Keep me updated in the Facebook group. I love it. I love to read those. And I may even comment on yours when you post in there. So I love seeing all your updates and all your progress. I'm just so happy for all of you. Today's episode is kind of different. Well, maybe not, but I feel like it's a little bit different because I don't have my normal like total agenda. I am more sharing a public service announcement. And so if you're new, well, this is kind of a little bit different than my other episodes. I usually have like three points and I'm teaching you something really clear. Today is a public service announcement, okay? I'm sitting next to you and I'm looking you in the eyes and I have this to say. Don't ever assume why 
other people's businesses are so successful. Don't think that it's one single thing. It can be dangerous to you and your business. Did you know this? This is what I'm seeing a lot of people do. And I just want to stop you because what's happening is many of you are scrambling to chase the next shiny object or the next thing that you think is going to make you successful. And it's wasting your time. It's wasting your money. It's wasting your energy. And I don't want you to do that. So I want to kind of talk you through some other scenarios in real life so that this makes sense for your business and you kind of more understand what I'm trying to get at here. So we all know that old saying, it goes something like, if you assume you're making an ASS out of you and me, you know this, right? And yeah, excuse my language. I don't usually ever say anything bad. This is not an explicit podcast. I want you to remember that, right? Don't assume anything, okay? Think about with your friends, whenever you've had maybe some type of miscommunication or family miscommunication, it might be because you assumed that they meant something that they didn't mean. For example, in text or email, we've all had that happen where we've sent something and someone can read it from a different voice than what you wrote it in, if that makes sense, and take it a whole different way. And take it with some type of, what's the word? I can't even think of the word. But take it in a way that you did not intend. And maybe they take it negatively. They take it as if you're mad. They're, they take it as if you're saying it in a tone that you're not saying it. Words can be lost in translation through text and email. I'm sure you all have experienced this. And we all know that you should not do that. You have to be very careful assuming what people meant by things. And the funny thing is, I'm just thinking of this right now that I know someone, I won't mention any names, but every time like someone comes up to her and says something, she assumes that it means something else. And she'll, after that person leaves, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. And say, and I'm like, wait, what? What is she talking about? I didn't take it that way at all. I didn't take it rude at all. And she does. She always thinks that someone is thinking something of her or thinking negatively about something she did. I don't know. It's just weird. And she's the cutest, sweetest girl. And I don't know why she does this, but she's assuming that people are making these comments out of some type of spite or, you know, ineffective way of telling her something. And they're not. They're they're just talking about something. And for some reason, she dreams up these things and takes it a different way. Do y'all have any friends or family members like this? I love my friend. She's adorable. But now I'm like scared. Like, is everything I'm saying coming across to her correctly as I intended? I don't even know. Right? Don't be that kind of person. Don't be taking what everyone says the wrong way because you're assuming that they're meaning something else behind it that they're not. Okay. So to give you a different example, think about when you go to the doctor or you have a sore throat, you have some kind of symptom, and you tell the nurse or the doctor what's bothering you, what's happening. Sometimes they may say, oh, it may be strep throat. Oh, it could be COVID. But they usually don't make any kind of determination without running any type of tests, right? They do some kind of tests like COVID tests or flu test or strep or whatever it is, right? 
Okay. They take your temperature. They look in your ears. They look in your mouth. They do some investigation before they assume what the problem is. Okay. Because you come in presenting certain issues or symptoms, right? You're presenting these symptoms, but they don't make an assumption of what you have until they run the test. For example, this is what happened to me lately, and it's a perfect story about why you don't assume what is wrong with someone. So I've been feeling weird for like the last month. My arms have been a little weak, like my forearms and my hands. And my forearms, like it felt like my arms were kind of vibrating. I can't explain it. I didn't know if it was my blood, like not running smooth, or if it was muscular. And I'd been doing new workouts at F45, you know, using more of my upper body and all this stuff. And I'm like, does it have something to do with that? And then I started noticing like every night I would get headaches in the middle of the night and wake up with these like weird headaches. And I kept telling my husband, I've got these weird like flushes going up the back of my neck and like my headaches keep moving. Like I'd be talking to him in mid-sentence, it would move to the other side of my head and then it would move to the other side of my head. Okay. Kind of weird. And I thought, I looked it up and I've been getting leg cramps as well. Okay. So you hear these symptoms, right? These are weird. Nobody I talked to made an assumption of what was wrong with me except for me. (laughs) I assumed I was dehydrated and I'm like pounding water. I ordered some kind of electrolytes mix on Amazon. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dehydrated. I read one like article about it and I'm like, I'm dehydrated. So for like two or three weeks, I was telling my husband, I cannot believe I'm so dehydrated. Like, is this menopause? Like, is this what this is? I haven't gone through menopause yet. I haven't even started it. Too much information. But I totally thought, wait, is this the onset of something? Okay. So then like, (laughs) like, gosh, two weeks ago, I was like, I'm not feeling well. My daughter's dance recital was that day. And David was going and my mother-in-law. And I was like, I just am not feeling well. I'm feeling off and I'm starting to feel dizzy. I was like, I'm dizzy. So I go to a clinic on a Sunday afternoon. I miss my daughter's recital because I don't feel good. I finally just take myself to this like clinic, minor emergency clinic. And I'm like, I'm dizzy. My arms are vibrating. I'm getting weird headaches. So they, they're not an emergency clinic. They're kind of a non-emergency, but like urgent care or like an urgent care, right? So they'd take some quick blood tests. And what do they do? They took my blood pressure. It was a little high, which was weird, but I don't know if it was because I was nervous or concerned about why I was dizzy. And then they just were like, well, we're going to give you an IV of liquid, whatever that was. I don't know if it was electrolytes, water. We're going to give you this. And if you feel good after, it's probably what it was. You probably were dehydrated. So they did that. They're like, you need to follow up with your primary care physician. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just see what happens. So get the IV full of the stuff. And I'm sorry, the story is drawn out, but it's just to prove to you that you can never assume. Okay. You cannot assume things. Okay. So I get the IV, all that, and I leave and they're like, you're okay. Like everything's okay. So follow up. Okay. So Monday goes, I like work out. Tuesday, I get up in the morning and I'm like, I'm just got weird headaches that are rotating around my head in random spots. They weren't severe. None of my headaches have ever been severe, but just random spots moving around. So I have to go. I have a hair appointment at 9 a.m. So I get up, I go to the hair appointment, and I told the girl that was doing my hair, like I was getting some low lights in my hair because my hair's gotten way too blonde. And I was putting the low lights in, right? And I'm like, I'm not feeling well. 
And I had to call her over and I like had tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I'm feeling really dizzy. She was like, okay, do you want me to sit here? And I'm like, yes, yeah, sit here. And I'm like, how much longer is it for my hair? And I start just kind of looking at her like she's got the foil things in my hair. And I'm like, I'm not feeling good at all. Like my husband may have to come pick me up. And so then we go back. She said, we have 10 more minutes and then I can wash out your hair. And I said, well, my husband can't get here in that amount of time anyway. So let's just do that. And I'll just sit here. So I lean back in the bowl thingy where they wash your hair. And when I sit up, I almost passed out. I was so dizzy and almost passed out. And I was calling my husband on the phone. I'm like, David, you're going to have to come. And it, right then I was like feeling like I was a faint. And I told my hairstylist, I'm like, call 911. Like, I don't know what's happening to me. And so call 911. Yes, the ambulance comes to my hair salon. Yes, I get pulled away in a like a gurney thing. Yes, my blood pressure is up. They're like, do you know what's wrong? They're asking me a million questions. Nobody knows what's wrong. Okay, we're not assuming anything, but I'm telling them, I think I'm dehydrated, even though, okay, we know that the other clinic didn't say that, but I just was like, I think I'm dehydrated, but I honestly don't know what's going on and why my head is spinning. So they take me to the emergency room. They run all the tests, like the urine test, the blood test, all that. Emergency room doctor comes back to me and he's like, everything is good. Like everything is clear. You're all good. And we're just staring at him going, okay, what do we do? He said, there's really no reason to hold you here, but I would get an appointment with your primary care physician. So I got home, called primary care, got one for the next morning for Wednesday morning, like 930 or something like that. And in the meantime, I called my obstetrician. I'm like, could this be onset of menopause? Do hormones cause this? And she was like, no. We can help you run blood tests, but you need to go get further testing. So anyways, my husband gets up with me the next morning. I'm still dizzy. I still don't feel good again after I wake up. And now I'm realizing that it's in the mornings after I wake up, like something's going on. Why am I getting headaches all night? And we go to the doctor and I'm like, I am not feeling well at all. And she was like, okay, let me order a CT scan. You all go over to this other hospital and you can get that run. In the meantime, I'm supposed to have a live with my grow getters that afternoon. Okay. So keep that in mind. And my grow getters know about this because I had to postpone it. Anyways, so I go over to the other hospital to get a TT scan. There was a mix up. My husband and I had to get back in the car to go back over to the doctor. In the meantime, I'm like, David, I don't feel good. My whole right arm is tingling. It was in the car with my right. I'm dizzy and my right arm is tingling. He like, makes a sharp left on a straight and just wheels me right up front of some other emergency room. They wheel me and I'm like, my right arm is tingling. My right arm is tingling. They take me into the doctor. Okay. None of the doctors have ever assumed what I've had. Nobody knows. Nobody has made a decision. Thank God. I'm the only one that was making the wrong assumption the whole time, by the way. Okay. So I go into that doctor and he's like, okay, you were already in emergency room yesterday. I'm like, yes, I've done all these tests. And they're like, okay, we have to do them all again. We can't accept their tests. I'm like, oh my gosh, blood tests all again, urine tests all again. Then they said, we want to do a CT scan of your head. And then we want to do an MRI of your shoulders and neck and head and the whole thing. So I get put into an MRI machine for like an hour. I have to do the whole thing with like the Hannibal Lecter thing over. Have y'all ever had an MRI? I'd have this whole cage thing over my head because was for my head. I was like, oh my, am I going to make it through this? Anyways, so they come back and they get all the tests. I'm like, David, what do we do if they say everything is good? Like, what is the next step? And he's looking at me like, I have no idea because he's been terrified, by the way, terrified. And also, funny note, 
He's been telling everyone I was at the beauty shop getting my hair done. (laughs) And it wasn't until after I was like, David, was at the hair salon? And the beauty shop sounds so like 1950s or something. I don't know. Do y'all call it a beauty shop? I call it a beauty salon. He was telling all the doctors she was at the beauty shop yesterday. Anyways, it was cute. So anyways, I was like, David, you've learned now the right lingo is beauty salon or hair salon or nail salon. Okay. Anyways, back to the story. So they get all, they run all the tests, MRI, all that. And he comes back and he's like, everything looks great. He said, now there is a little constriction in your neck. And so you may want to go to a neurologist because maybe that was causing the tingling in your arm. But he kind of just said it like that, like kind of nonchalant. And we were like, okay, well, and we were just kind of looking at him and he's like, yeah, I just don't have the answers. We do the big stuff like heart attack, stroke, all that. So now, you know, at the emergency room, that's what they're really testing for is like the big things. And he was like, you know, it's none of the big things. So I would go to a neurologist and maybe have that checked out. And I was like, okay. Then he gave us the name of a neurologist. And then the nurse comes in and, you know, like five or 10 minutes later, and she was taking me all the like IV and all the stuff off of me and heart rate monitor stuff. And she was like, so yeah, he told me you have all that constriction in your neck. And we're like, well, he mentioned it. She goes, oh yeah, you have like, it looks like your muscles, something you're, now I can't think of the word, but basically in your cervical, which is your neck, okay, area, and you, yeah, you've got to go to a, to a neurologist. And we're like, oh, is, could that be what it was? So we're like, okay. So I get home, try to call every neurologist in town. They're like, September is the earliest. This is June. September is the earliest I can get into this appointment. Okay, earliest, earliest. And then it hit me. I wonder if I should go, if I have a neck problem, maybe I should go to orthopedic. And I looked up my records from my orthopedic and realized that three years ago, I had gone to the orthopedic because I had a horrible neck issue. They gave me medicine and did a couple physical therapy appointments and it went away immediately. And they had done an MRI then. And so I had the MRI results from three years ago to now. And I looked at those and was like, oh my gosh, my neck's gotten totally worse. I have the stenosis in my neck, which crimp was crimping, they think, on like my spinal cord, like on my nerve right there. It was causing all the headaches, the spasms in my arms, which those were muscle spasms. I have had felt like I was thirsty and all that, did feel dehydrated. But just all these things with all the dizziness and the headaches, those are called occipital headaches because they come from the brainstem down the nerves where they go into your spine. Y'all, oh my gosh. And I'm sure many of you listening have had neck problems because the more I'm talking around, everybody's had these neck problems. It's insane. I didn't realize it was a neck problem. Thank God I didn't just keep assuming that it was dehydration. And thank God that the doctors did the test they should and didn't make any assumptions, okay? They did not make assumptions. You should not in your business either, okay? Now, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to have to keep doing treatments. I may have to wear a neck brace around the house a lot and stuff. I think it's from sitting at a computer a lot of my life. How sad is this? And I love to work out and exercise, and I'm not really able to do everything I want to do right now, but I'm going to work on it and get physical therapy and do what I need to do, okay? My point is, as you move forward with your business, whether you're in the idea stage, starting or growing your new one, when you see other 
successful businesses or what you think are successful businesses before you. And you see that they are doing one thing. Do not assume that that one thing is the reason for their success. Do not assume what is presented before you is the reason for their success. Because let me tell you this, they may have spent many years reworking their business. They may have changed businesses over the years. They may have changed their offer. Maybe they have the same business, but changed their offering or to different products or different services or different courses or whatever they offer, right? Maybe they have worked really hard on getting their messaging just right. Maybe they have worked really hard to find out the best way to reach their people. And it happens to be the way that you see. What you don't realize behind the scenes is that there's probably a lot more to it. Now, we hear people that are overnight successes, okay? And maybe they don't have it all together and they haven't really started their business effectively and they haven't done anything. They just all of a sudden started getting a zillion orders. Well, let me tell you something. What you're doing now, which is doing the right things to start your business, is what they will have to do at some point because the rush of orders of that initial onset always wears out. You have to create the foundations of your marketing so that when you decide to run Facebook ads or do Instagram reels or show up regularly, which I hope you are actually taking action and doing some of these things. But when you decide on that one method, don't do it because you heard or see that that's a way that other people are successful. Do it because if I was before you, you could prove it to me why this method that you're choosing is going to work. Don't do it because you're following what others are doing because you have no idea what has gotten them to that point, okay? Do it because you know your niche. You know the people that you want to serve. You've got it down. You have a solid product or service offering. You know it. It's good. You've got it priced. It's perfect for those people of your niche. You know that you have a marketing system in place that can generate the leads that you get from whatever marketing method you choose, right? And you know your numbers. You already know what's working, what's not working. You know all of this. Don't invest your time, energy, and money going in one direction of your business if you can't prove, totally prove why you know this will work for your unique people, okay? Because the people that you serve are unique from mine and from everyone else's, okay? Please, I'm begging you. Do the groundwork now with all of your marketing so that when you decide to run an ad or you decide that you're going to start a YouTube channel or start your blog or invest in some high-end program to build a course or a membership or whatever it is, a subscription box for your products or, or get a store or get a mobile business started, that before you do all that, 
and invest your time, energy, and money doing that. You do simple marketing foundations first. First. And this is why I have Grow Getters, because it breaks my heart when people like you invest in some direction of their business and spend time and energy doing it. And then it doesn't do well because they never created the foundations to support that awesome direction that they wanted to take. Does that make sense? Am I being clear? In Grow Getters, I show you how to create your niche, how to solidify your offer and make sure it is clear and you've got it priced right. You can get feedback on all of this, that you know the visibility method that is going to work for your people, that you're going to try, that you really have a strong inclination, that your people are receptive on this method, right? And that you have a lead generating system in place, meaning you are capturing emails or at least contact information. That you're doing all of that. That's what we do in Grow Getters. Because if you don't have all this in place, and also I didn't mention the fifth one, which is evaluating all the results and knowing your numbers. If you don't have all of that in place, you are risking this not going well because you're not going to be clear. In fact, my son, who I love to death, Grayson, has his power washing business. I heard him say something like, I'm having a hard time. I need to get more residences to do power washing. And so we often talk to him about marketing techniques. And then he blurts out, well, yeah, I mean, I spent $250 on Facebook ads, but that didn't work. How many times can I tell him that is not going to work unless you really know what you're doing? I'm sorry. It just doesn't work unless you have the right wording and you know exactly how to do it. It's an art form. It's just like If you start a podcast, I've known people that started podcasts and they are not successful. They are not bringing in the business that they thought. I've known people that start YouTube channels and it's not successful. It's not bringing in the business that they thought. Could it be that their people just aren't on that medium? That could be. Could it be that they didn't really have a good offer for the people that they were telling, like the people didn't really care or want it? Yeah, could be. It could be the words that they use. It could be all kinds of things. But the problem is they don't know because they never did the groundwork and set up their whole marketing system and understand it and develop and create their lead generating system so that they can be sure of why something isn't working. That's why you have to do this because then you can start tweaking things and you know why certain things aren't working and you have to fix them. Okay. I just don't want you wasting time, energy, and money going in a direction that isn't going to work. The last thing I want is you to put your heart and soul and mind into this business and it not work. Do yourself a favor. Establish all your foundations first. You can start by taking my free mini course. I know I mentioned this earlier. The link is down below. Get your first 50 true fans. Take that. It's short, but it will help Plant this seed in your head about the foundations that you need to have in place, okay, as you're starting this business. And then when Grow Getters doors open, you'll have the chance to come in if you want more support. And I can personally be giving you feedback on everything that you're working on so you can make sure you're doing everything right. And then you can go and start considering 
starting all these amazing projects or joining these high-end programs or whatever you want to be doing, Facebook ads, whatever. You need to have these marketing foundations in place, okay? Okay, well, that is it. Y'all have a great day. And again, if you're not in the Facebook group too, make sure you do that. Okay, y'all have a good day. Bye now. Now, this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here. Head on over to KimberlyBrock.com. And yes, you can get more valuable information for your journey. And you know what? You don't need to go through this alone. I would love to help you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.